Hey, welcome back to episode, what is it, 67 of Amen, Brother Ben, the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. We're talking about how to hear from God this week. It's a, I wish it was a one-size-fits-all thing, but there's there's a couple different ways, though, that we can narrow things down to how God speaks to us. So today we're going to talk about hearing from God through his word, the Bible. There's a lot that can go wrong, but there's a lot that can go right. I preface that by saying that lot can go wrong because you know what I'm talking about. You've seen people use the Bible to say some pretty stupid stuff. I've heard the Bible be used to uh, justify all sorts of stuff. And that's, that's not always great. But it is clear that God speaks. In fact, Deuteronomy 8.3 tells us that man does not live by bread alone. Man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. It's a pretty big deal, especially if you are someone pursuing and following God, that you need to hear from him. You need to hear what he's saying to you because his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. We don't need to lean on our own understanding. We need to hear from him. And so we do that through, well, a couple things. First, yesterday I talked about how you need to make sure you're saved. Like God speaks in a different way. He, he has a pretty simple message if you're not saved. If you've never had that moment of surrender and forgiveness and, and transformation uh, where, where Christ takes the old you and buries him, brings you a new life. Before that, all, he, all you really can hear is repent, turn, you're a sinner. Um, but it's so much more than that. Because Jesus is also saying, I love you. I loved you then. I love you now. And so he's saying things to us. God is saying things through his son, first and foremost, through his son, Jesus. But he's also speaking to us through his word. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged, the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. I remember the first time I felt that verse. I didn't know that verse, but I read a verse in the Bible and I felt like it split me open. Like I felt like it was, it laid bare my soul. And that's what the word of God has the uh, ability to do. Second Timothy 3.16 also says, all scripture, all of it, all of it is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So God's word is really useful, and he speaks to us through that word. And what, you'll, what you're going to find out is God's word is the framework. It is the, the guardrails when you're trying to figure out what God is telling you to do. Um, you can guarantee this. I've had to correct some friends of mine about this that were you know young in the faith, but they would say, well, God told me to do X, Y, Z, whatever it is. But whatever that X and Y and Z was, went against the Bible. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's, the Bible is the guardrails for our life. 
It's not just the guardrails, but that's one of the functions of God's word is, is God is never going to speak to you and tell you uh, something that violates his word. That's not what he does. That's not what it's about. And so you can use the word of God as a foundation. And a lot of times, and I've seen this happen, I've experienced this, where you'll read a verse one year, and he'll be saying one thing to you, and you'll read a verse the next year, in another season, in another time, in another context, and he will be using that verse to to tell you something different. Now, the verse means the same thing. we got to be careful not to uh, take the word of God and, and make it mean something it doesn't, right? So we, we got to keep that verse in its context, but... We don't need to uh, divorce it from the personal application, right? This is what these other verses just says. Hey, this this collection of, of writings, the word of God, which, by the way, a lot of people, this is where they get into um, doubting. And they say, is this really the word of God, right? And I, the argument I always make is, if God created the universe, don't you think he could speak through man? Don't you think he can use these men? And then I go back and I start showing these uh, these doubting Thomases, so to speak, um, what goes into what makes the Bible the Bible. Like y'all realize they didn't just slap these books together; that they were meticulous about taking copy, making copies of it, and making sure that not a not a word, not a dot on the eye, so to speak. I know they really didn't have eyes in in the Hebrew and Greek languages, but the 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 translation was done by a whole committee of people who made sure that it stayed true to its an, an original intent and nobody added their own flavor to it right and the, the people that actually the original authors the the prophets and the apostles they were they were they had the so to speak the blue check mark verification going on god had verified that they were prophets that they were apostles through miracles through the authority that they had um, and, and, and so, you know, that you can trust this to be the word of God. You've got a lot of empirical, logical reasons for this, not, not to mention the fact of the, how, how books at the end of the Bible harmonize with the beginning of the Bible so well. And it tells this overarching story that, that took thousands of years to come together. Um, that is to me a, a lot of good logical proof, but more than that, when you actually get into the word, it changes things. It is a powerful, transformational book. I can go read another book and just be like, all right, let me just read. I just crack it open. And, and but, but when I approach God's word, I have to take a second. I have to say, Lord, you're going to have to speak to me. Lord, this is your word for me. Not just for me. It's for his people. It's for the world. But I am, I'm a part of this. I'm part of the target demographic. So I want to make sure I catch everything that I can. So if you want to hear from God, you have got to get in his word. And I know it seems simple. And I, I, I feel like as a pastor, trying to be creative, trying to, be, trying to come out with podcasts during the week and sermons every Sunday, um, you know, a lot of times I feel like I'm just repeating myself. But the fact is, even though it's, it's certainly not uh, there's a lot of complexity and nuance to some of the things that God speaks to us. Sometimes it's, it's also pretty clear and simple. Read your Bible. Like that's it. Read your Bible. It's not, it's not I mean, can be hard. Sometimes it's hard to understand. And that's why we have to harmonize some other things with it to hear from God, which we're going to talk about in the next episode. 
But if you want to hear from, I'm so tired of hearing people say, I'm not hearing from God. God is silent. One of the first things I ask people when they say that is, when was the last time you read your Bible? Like, like committed season of reading, not just flopping open it and and the book and, and putting your finger down in a random place, but that you dedicated part of your day every day to get in God's word and with a humble heart, with a, with an empty expectation saying, Lord, speak to me, not doing it to check a box, but doing it to hear from God. You do that. You will hear from him. We're going to talk to more, uh, tomorrow some more about uh, how to make sure that you don't take God's words and use them in a way that he didn't intend. That's on the next episode of Amen, Brother Ben. For now, read your Bible. Oh, and, and also share the podcast. And go to amenben.com. That too, but mainly read your Bible.